I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is the Executive Director of the Delaware Contemporary, Joseph Gonzalez. Welcome, Joseph. Hello, Paul. Thank you. It's nice to be here again. So glad to have you back. Uh, but this time in celebration of 40 years in the Delaware arts community. The Delaware Contemporary started back in 1979, is that right? That is correct. So let's uh, let's go back a few years. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of retrospective and then look at the Delaware Contemporary today. Uh, but let's start back 40 years ago. How did the Delaware Contemporary get started? I know it had a different name at the time, but Let's go back 40 years. Sure. I, I love this story, and, and I think it speaks to a lot to uh, who we are today. So in uh, you know, uh, 1979, we were fo- founded by uh, a, a core group of people who had been part of this artist group called the Art Squad, and they were led by Rick Rothrock. And they had been creating a series of site-specific, participatory, conceptual public art. I know that's a mouthful, uh, which they called episodes around uh, Wilmington. Um, They had uh, events at the Brandywine Zoo, Hagley, Wellington Square. And they were these, what I like to call uh, public art interventions. So they were part of this group that that, uh, were meeting some acclaim and success, and, and, and they thought that hey, Delaware needs a space, you know, to, to recognize contemporary art, to, to recognize the artist, to recognize the scenes. And we're an outgrowth out of that uh, energy. And, and I like to say that we were birthed by artists. And so Rick Rothrock uh, led this band and, and, and they organized. And uh, Gina Bosworth uh, was, a, was an early supporter and our first uh, board president. And, and, and they breathed life into us in 1979. And uh, at that time, they scouted uh, for locations and, and found a, an abandoned uh, sheet metal factory uh, in what is now known as Loma, Lower Market, on French Street. And um, they took over that space and uh, ran a, a pretty nice gallery out of there for a few years. Now, uh, as uh, starting as a core group of artists, some of those artists are still around. Correct. Absolutely. And are they still affiliated with uh, the Delaware Contemporary in some way, shape, or form? Many of them are actually. Uh, one of the the joys that I have when we have our events is 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 running into people like Rick Rothrock and and Gina Bosworth, and inevitably they'll introduce me to other folks uh, from the movement. Uh, we have a couple of uh, studio artists that are still uh, on site: uh, Graham Dougherty and and Carson Zeller, who were uh, also part of that early group. Mm-hmm. And I'm also told uh, by Sue Rothrock, uh, who is the wife of Rick Rothrock, that many of them plan to join us for the 40th. So, um, you know, some have continued to be active artists to this date. Others have found uh, other careers, I'm told. And uh, we're going to have a bit of a reunion uh, from some uh, with some of these folks at our 40th um, event. And, and the Delaware Contemporary has has evolved over time. You, you mentioned the original site. You're located now down on the riverfront, one of the early arts organizations to get down to the riverfront. Uh, 
Uh, but in the interim, you you also occupied. I remember when I started at the division in the late nineties. Uh, then the Delaware Center for the Contemporary Arts was in the old Waterworks building on the Brandywine. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. <clears throat> so, um, in a, in a, in a interesting turn of events, our building, our previous building on French Street, was uh, uh, deemed uh, uninhabitable. Mm-hmm. So we were forced to scramble, and the Waterworks, which was a city uh, a space, uh, had space for us, and we moved there. Uh, and we're in that space, I believe, between 1984 and about 1990. So we had a long run there, and we had a, a couple of spaces uh, in 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 the Waterworks building on the Brandywine. And as space became available, more space became available in the building, we took it. Mm-hmm. And so that was a nice period of growth for us. Uh, we were running uh, something like 30 exhibitions a year. Uh, showcasing artists from the region, uh, working all matter of, of, of mediums, uh, craft artists, uh, conceptual artists, figure artists, abstract artists. Uh, so that was a good run for us. And it was out of that, uh, you, you know, organizing in that space, uh, building ourselves and growing in that space that that we uh, uh, looked towards a future and to a, a, a bigger permanent home, which, as you mentioned, uh, we found on the on the riverfront. Uh, so I like to say we've been on uh, you know river to river as an organization. Mm-hmm. We've been on the Brandywine, and now we're along the Christina. And the building that you're in now has a has an interesting history to it. It does. It was a a uh, an uh, an abandoned uh, rail car finishing station. Uh, a lot of folks may not know that that Wilmington at one point was the the largest manufacturer of of railroad cars in the world. And our building was was one of the facilities involved in the manufacture of that. And um, at, when they were scouting locations, uh, this one was presented to us, and um, it was a it was a steel structure with high beam uh, high beam ceilings. And uh, the folks that were involved in that time uh, saw it and, and had a vision of what the space could be, uh, raised uh, the funds and, and the support for the space, and. Um, when you visit us today, you're in the building uh, that uh, this group of people um, uh, created for us, and it's it's a great space. We call it industrial chic. It has some of the original bones of the rail car finishing station, but obviously modifications so that we have uh, 26 artist studios, seven galleries, administration spaces, auditorium. So it's a great space uh, to be able to promote contemporary art in our city. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk a little bit about the the innards of the facility, which is the people that occupy it. Uh, the Delaware Contemporary, uh, originally the Delaware Center for the Contemporary Arts, uh, began, as you mentioned, as a core group of artists. Uh, it, ha- it was and always has been a non-collecting museum. I think that's the term that you've used uh, before. Um, what does that mean, and how has that evolved over time? Originally being a small core group of artists, how how has the innards of the Delaware Contemporary evolved over time? Sure. So you know, from those early days, you know, these artists were were self organizing. They were they were all hands on deck, putting up their shows, uh, reaching out to friends, and 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 really, you know, a collaborative, you know, uh, a group. Coming together, and as we've evolved and we've grown and in, in, into our own space, we have become more like a museum. 
um, basically. And you've, you mentioned that we're non-collecting, which means that we show work by living artists, contemporary artists. We don't have uh, a collection like our, our friends uh, down the road at the Delaware Art Museum uh, because we're really dedicated to showing art uh, by artists who are alive today and who many of whom uh, represent our community. And, um, you know, having seven galleries uh, allows us to do so. So we've got a curator with a curatorial staff and preparator. We have professionals who are uh, putting together and, and hanging the shows that you see in our walls today. Um, you know, Paul, the, the you know, the, the uh, running a nonprofit uh, over the past 40 years has become much more complicated, more bureaucratic. And so we have support support staff who who help us in those administrative functions uh, our building also serves as a venue for special events our own as well as uh, events that uh, other folks uh, rent the space for um, a good example of that is uh, two nights ago we hosted the uh, a benefit gala for our ymca hmm. our city's mm-hmm. ymca so um, the space is, is become a vital part of, of our community in many ways. So our focus is art and, and artists and, and, and their artwork and, and, and helping to sustain our visual arts community here in, in Delaware. Uh, but we also serve as, as a gathering place for our community. Um, and I like to think a very creative gathering place, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just the building, the folks that work there, the kinds of events that we do. You know, we put a real high premium on, on, on being creative in, in the way that we uh, do our work. Well, I, I want to look more into the work that you're doing, uh, the role that the Delaware Contemporary plays in the cultural life of Delaware. But first, let me remind our listeners that you are tuned into. Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is the Executive Director of the Delaware Contemporary, Joseph Gonzalez. Uh, Joseph, the Delaware Contemporary, uh, you've talked about it. It's it's evolving over time. Uh, how... What would you say about uh, the, the Delaware Contemporary's attitude and, and vision and action toward... A community outreach, because I know under your leadership, there's been, and and previously, there's there's been a tremendous focus on community outreach, education programs, um, and and the role that you play not only on the riverfront, but really in in the Greater Wilmington Arts Community and really the Delaware Arts Community. Can you Absolutely. speak to that? I'm really proud of that uh, part of the work that we do. Over the 40 years, we've served thousands of of young people and and families in our community, both uh, through programs that we've done on site. We have uh, hold summer camps. We do after-school programs um, and, uh, and art, uh, art classes. And, of course, we partner with great organizations to showcase uh, young people's artwork in our building. Um, so our outreach, I mean, our outreach, our uh, outreach is, has been quite extensive over the years. One of the programs I'm particularly proud of at the moment is our partnership with Frey um, Charter School and Dell Castle Tech High School and Howard High School of Technology. We run a creative arts club for the students, the high school students that go to those schools, and we are, in effect, their art class. We serve uh, 
uh, as their art class. And these young people uh, choose to come to our facility once a week and work with our teaching artists to create some really phenomenal work that really helps to supplement their education and give them access to uh, you know, creative outlet, uh, the socialization, and access to the resources. And that's just one example. We, we partner with community organizations and, and schools throughout the region uh, to provide um, experiences that, that can help unlock the power that, that art and, and creativity have for us. So You, you mentioned um, you know, the teaching artists. Um, uh, one of the uh, aspects of, of the organization that makes it unique is that you have these 26 artist studios. Yes. Uh, talk a little bit about the life of the artists uh, that have studios in your space and the role that they play in the broader activity uh, and life of the Delaware Contemporary. Absolutely. I see us as a, a symbiotic relationship. You know, as I mentioned, we were, we were given life by artists, and it has been a core to our being since then to, uh, to work, to uh, sustain, to partner with artists, to, to uh, help artists with their uh, work, to give them exposure. So the artists that we have on site in our studios really form a community. And they are not an isolated group of artists that, that are that are going into their studios and, and working alone. They really do uh, work with us. Many of them uh, voluntarily uh, will meet with the school groups that we bring in and, and are included in school t- uh, tours. Uh, some of them... Um, collaborate with some of our partner organizations but we you know like like uh, you and I need uh, for our workplace you know we provide through the studios an, an basically an office a studio is an office for an artist where he or she is able to do her practice or or, or her work on a, on a regular basis so uh, we feature the artist on every first Friday through our open studios so when the public comes on our first Friday art loops the doors are open and the public is invited to go uh, meet the artists if they if they haven't been back there before or to continue a conversation that they may have had from a previous visit and, and the artists hang their artwork in, in the in the studio hallways and of course uh, get to show, uh, the public, uh, what a what a, a real life living artist uh, space looks like. So, what I love about that is that we're able to show the process, because a lot of museums, collecting museums, are very good about showing the finished product, and mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and through interpretation, they are able to tell stories that are important. But we go one step further, and we have living artists uh, on space on our on site that can that can tell their story with their own words. So I think it's important that the public gets to see uh, that part of the process and and the, the creative process that artists get go through to get from point A uh, to point Z because there are a, there's a lot that happens in between. Mm-hmm. Now, for your artists, for the Delaware Contemporary, forty years of history in various locations now on the riverfront. What, what do you attribute that 40 years of success to? You know, I've given that a lot of thought as we're in our 40th year, and it, it has to do with people. You know, uh, the founders obviously get a lot of credit. Um, the, the folks that have worked 
for the institution over those 40 years. I had the chance to meet some at a retirement party uh, a couple weeks back uh, for Helen Page, who's been with the organization for 30 years. I mean, mm-hmm. she she's you know one of the exemplary of, of those kinds of people. The community, I mean, we're without the public to support us, without the public to come see our exhibitions, without the public to to become members, without the public to, you know, uh, share their stories about us with their friends and, and bring their friends friends along. It would be hard for us to, to have this longevity. Um, Delaware also, one of the things I've learned in my year and a half, has, has a great uh, uh, support network uh, that also helps to sustain an organization like ours. I mean, Delaware is unique in the, the level of, of support that organizations like ours get from the state. Um, there's a healthy philanthropic community here. There's there's uh, family foundations and private foundations, and community a community foundation, um, individual donors. I mean, all of these people have to play a role for an organization like ours to to be uh, healthy and viable for for forty years. So, it, it, when you ask that question, it's it's hard to to really pin it down to, to one thing it, because it, it really does you know, take the proverbial village to keep an organization like ours going. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you have an event coming up that is one way in which uh, uh, corporate foundation and individual supporters can, can get involved. It is your upcoming uh, Art and Soul Art Auction and Contemporary Affair. Let's uh, let's plug that for a few minutes. Absolutely. So we're excited. Uh, you know, we were planning this event. It is our uh, 40th anniversary event. Um, it's a, it's a celebration, and we're inspired by that moment, uh, that that epic during which we were formed in the 70s, and so we're tipping our hat uh, in this event to the late 70s. So uh, you can come and, and expect to hear music of the time. We've got a, a live band um, that will be playing hits from the late 70s and, and early 80s. Um, and we've got an art auction, um, and as well as the auction of luxury goods that will be happening. I can talk a little bit more about that. Um, but there are two parts. There is a VIP pre-party. Um, and for um, extra money, you can have access to this early part of the event, which will include uh, an open bar with curated cocktails from that time period. Mm. Um, everyone that attends that will also get a commemorative gift. Um, we've just added a very special uh, performance component, and there will also be uh, special four special awards given out uh, during that uh that early portion of the event. And then it rolls into the main part of the event, um, which is the, the celebration. Um, there will be a break for a live auction um, where we'll be auctioning um, five uh, major works of art, as well as a South African Bush Paradise retreat at uh, uh, Madikwe Game Reserve in, in South Africa. Mm. So that's a really um, key. Uh, auction item that we have. And so we're really, uh, you know, out to have a good time. It's obviously a fundraiser and, and will help support us. But but um, a lot of the artists, over 30, who are being featured in the overall auction, um, have a history with us. 
Uh, some of them are from that founding core, and others are from an intervening in more recent time uh, a, a part of our of our history. And the d- the date and time of this event? The date and time, um, good point. Saturday, March twenty third, two thousand nineteen, and the VIP portion runs from six to seven p.m. and the main uh, event runs from seven to ten p.m. And I assume people can get information about how to uh, get tickets from your website? Absolutely. There is ticket information, and there are also still uh, opportunities available for sponsorship. So if an individual or business or corporation is interested, we have sponsorship opportunities as well. So coming up on March 23rd, uh, the Art and Soul Art Auction and Contemporary Affair at the uh, Delaware Contemporary. Um, Joseph, we've got about a minute left. I'm I'm curious— you haven't been around with the Delaware Contemporary for 40 years, but uh, certainly you, you've been involved in, in the arts and as an artist. Um, how has the life of the artist evolved over the last 40 years in the context of uh, civic engagement? And, you know, how, how does this, the, the society's view of the artist, how has that evolved over the last 40 years? That's a great question. I th- in in forty five forty five seconds. seconds. <laughs> I think you know. I think there's greater expectation placed on a lot of artists. To be frank, I think you know. Uh, you know, I think media has played uh, a big role. The access to information. Um, so I think, like it, like so many other corners of our society, that the artists are, are many more artists are put on the spot uh, to do work that represents their identity or that speaks to issues that we have in society, as you mentioned, whether they're political, whether they're historical. So I've seen a, a, a lot more artists you know, move away from what we would call traditional studio, introspective studio practice, to really uh, creating work that, that is in conversation or dialogue with society. And not that that hasn't happened before, but I think if you were to look at the ratio, I, I would say that more artists today are more interested with confronting um, these kinds of uh, societal uh, issues. Very interesting. Joseph Gonzalez, thank you so much for joining us today from the Delaware Contemporary. Thank you, Paul.